Hello, and welcome to In My Downtown, a podcast by the Michigan Downtown Association. This is Annette Knowles. Today, we are in conversation with Kathleen Edgerly, who is the Executive Director of Downtown Lansing, and Julie Reinhardt, who is the Director of Downtown Community Development. Did I get that correct, Julie? You did. That's it. Awesome. And we're here today to talk about the Middle Village Micro Market uh, Business Incubator. So welcome, Kathleen and Julie. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, how's fall in Lansing? Fall in Lansing is going pretty well. Uh, it's a dreary day today, but we'll take the most recent beautiful weather and lots of activities uh, and new businesses opening here in Lansing as well. Oh, that's awesome. Great news to hear that uh, downtowns are thriving all over the state. Uh, but again, like I said, we were concentrating today on Lansing in the Middle Village Micro Market. Um, so my first question is, is exactly what is the Middle Village Micro Market? Middle Village Micro Market is a shared retail incubator space that all came to fruition as we were hit very hard from a pandemic and trying to shift the narrative about downtown Lansing and the retail scene while also building a sustainable model and systems in place to address vacancies in the downtown. So we had an opportunity as an organization to look at where we currently occupied space within the downtown district. And our board talked about, well, what if instead of just an office move to accommodate growth, we also look at being a leader in the types of models and spaces we'd like to see and leading some change. So we moved to a new office space. We're in the back. The front half is where Middle Village was born. That space focuses on having anywhere from six to eight merchants in that shared retail space, eliminating as many barriers to entry as possible and specifically prioritizing women-owned and BIPOC-owned uh, small businesses who want to call Lansing and more specifically downtown Lansing their home for years to come. Oh, that's really an uh, interesting concept. Uh, uh, where exactly is the market, like in relation to the whole downtown, if we wanted to find it, for example? Yeah. Middle Village Micro Market is located right in the heart of our downtown business district and Main Street on South Washington Square. For a specific address, it's 112 South Washington Square. And currently, we have six merchants occupying that space. When we originally started it, we knew we were going to have to test some things, learn some lessons ourselves as well. And so we started it during the holiday season a year ago because that is the height of the shopping season for the entire year. And some of our merchants did incredibly well there. And then we started a new cohort with a year-round contract in March. So how is the market uh, funded? The market is funded primarily through a partnership with a local bank that has representation and bank facilities throughout the entire state of Michigan. They made a commitment to five years of funding the space. And then also, of course, from the rent that is generated from the different merchants that helps build a sustainable funding stream as well. Well, that's really great that you could find a, a, a corporate partner um, willing to work with you. And five years is a really long time from my experience to have an uh, organization on board with support. So congratulations to you. Um, on that achievement, yeah. Who manages the market and what uh, what can you tell me about that person? 
So the market is overseen by Downtown Lansing Inc. And Julie, who's joining me today mm -hmm. as the Community Development Director, oversees the market. But we also partner with other agencies like the SVDC, like local bank institutions, marketing agencies, et cetera, to lead, really offer monthly in-person trainings to all of the merchants that are part of the Middle Village space. Well, that's a great segue to my next question, um, because I know in the DDA uh, legislation, there are specific requirements for business incubators to meet that definition, um, and education is one of them. So what are some of the requirements for the small businesses um, who want to um, utilize space in the micro market? We try to make it as accessible as possible, but they are required to be open a certain number of hours. They do pay rent uh, well below market value, but you know we consider that part of the educational process. We want them to feel that as a, a bill that they'll have when they go out into the you know the big show on uh, Main Street. But um, they are required to attend the monthly classes, and then they're also required to uh, attend a weekly meeting with me. Um, to discuss their financials um, and continue to learn about how to move the needle and become profitable. Well, that's really good. I think it helps, uh, one, strengthen the businesses uh, so that they know that there's some um, mentoring opportunities available to them as part of the process. Uh, you mentioned that you have, uh, I believe you said, eight small businesses who occupy this space. Is that your capacity or is there room to grow? For the retail incubator as it sits, currently eight feels like a good number for us um, to give everybody a chance to kind of really feel the setup. We ask them to set up a permanent location. Um, so there's no folding chairs. There's no card tables. We, we want them to design a storefront that really represents their brand and would be just a mini version of what they would open if they were opening in a traditional storefront. Um, so we feel like that six to eight is a really good number to give them chance to monetize themselves. Um, are there um, any requirements as far as how long they're able to stay? Uh, yes, it's a year-long program. So we get them in March and we have a sliding rental rate because we know they're not going to make a lot of money in those early months as they establish their brand and build their clientele. So we, um, they, we start them in March. They open their storefronts by the holiday season, October, November, December. They really have their feet under them. They've taken some really good classes and, um, you know, they've worked out the kinks a little bit. And then we slide that rent right back down after the holiday season so that they can save any. In, and that, with that said, some people find in the midst of this year that a storefront or a physical space is not for them. And the whole point of Middle Village is to educate build a strong business model that really fits for their brand and the products that they are offering, learn those lessons with a much lower risk threshold than you would typically have if you had a bricks and mortar storefront. Um, so if they have to leave earlier than that year, that is something that we work with them on for sure. Or if they need to stay longer and continue to build their business model, their inventory, their customer base, et cetera, there is an option to do that as well. You know, flexibility is the name of the game, especially post-pandemic or post-ish pandemic. Mm -hmm. So we recognize that and are very tuned into the businesses that are part of Middle Village to keep those conversations going. Um, it sounds like you're into your second cohort then of businesses. Are there any 
success stories where your first year um, businesses have moved on to permanent space? Absolutely. So we had the, the first cohort was a six month program and we had four businesses that um, were kind of the guinea pigs for that cohort. And of those four businesses, all four are still in business right now and that they hope to you know take uh, occupancy in February um, of 2023. And one of my uh, retailers has decided she's not really interested in the retail game, which um, was great for her to learn at you know this lower risk level. But what she wants to do is go into a more wholesale type of business. So we've been able to make connections with her and hopefully we'll have uh, shelf space in our local um, capital city market, which is a, a Myers, a smaller marketplace that really works to get entrepreneurs on their shelves as well. Uh, do you have uh, additional demand, meaning uh, like a, a wait list for your next year's group? Uh, or how is it that you're finding, how are people finding out about you? Um, word of mouth for sure is spreading. So yeah, we do have about half the spaces for next year already spoken for. Um, but we also work with the SBDC, with LEAP, um, our local MEDC to just recruit people that go through their programs because we find they're really um, educated. They're familiar with the concept. They're aware of the hustle. They, they've learned those kind of lessons that you can kind of only learn on the job. We can recruit from there and they make really good uh, merchants here with this program. Julie, I'm going to deviate just a little bit from uh, some of the questions that I sent to you because I want to be a little bit more, at least for me, understanding or clear on what your role is with um, with downtown Lansing as the director of community, uh, downtown community development. Are you the person that is like business recruitment retention? Um, yeah, I'm, we kind of all wear a lot of hats here, but that's one of my major focuses is um, making sure that downtown is vibrant. It's got a great business mix, that it represents all the people of not only Lansing, but of Michigan, since we have the Capitol building right in our district. So yes, it's filling the vacancies, but it's also developing the businesses and making sure that they have every opportunity to succeed once they're here. Okay. Okay. And it makes a lot of sense then that a person in your role would be the one to manage the micro market, given that it's, you know, really trying to help um, businesses get off the ground and then grow and then thrive. Uh, so I appreciate that uh, you shared that um, information with me. Um, going back to um, the market itself, I mean, who is your typical shop operator? Um, really, it's anybody and everybody. If um, we we want to create a diverse downtown, um, so we do, um, you know, focus on women and underrepresented communities when we we welcome them here to really test the market and build their brand um, before they step out. And ideally, they already have had some inventory and mm -hmm. sales experience as well. Some, especially in our first cohort, they were on more of that traditional market scene before they came into Middle Village and had more of that physical storefront space. Yeah, they, we've, we have discovered um, that they do need to be a little bit more practiced and ready. Um, we kind of like to catch them, the entrepreneurs right when they were going to do it anyway and you know open a storefront, but we're able to give them that safe space. So, you know, they're ready, they, they're prepared to, 
give their life over to retail and, <laughs> <laughs> and we can just give them one more step in that chain of entrepreneurship before they have to really take a big risk. You know, we, we have some conceptions about what a typical business incubator looks like. And it sounds like in many ways, the Middle Village micro market respects and aligns with a typical um, business incubator. But are there any unique attributes about this market that set it apart from a traditional, so to speak, uh, incubator? I would say that what we can, that we're doing really well here with ours is this safety net because there's so many stakeholders in downtown that really uh, support entrepreneurs, we're able to give them connections um, really early in the game that can really fill any gaps. Um, you know, people come to us and they're really great, good accounting practices or maybe social media marketing. So we're able to identify that really early and then pull in uh, experts in our community to to get them up to speed. And I really, really like the concept of uh, asking each business to create um, their own storefront within the market. I think that's really important rather than that, you know, vanilla box looking space that really doesn't help set a tone for the business. So I think that's something as well that um, really makes um, may make this market uh, unique. To that point too, I mean, they, they have to staff it. We've been able to connect with property owners who will offer grants or cover rent, et cetera, for that first year or two that a middle villager calls downtown Lansing home in a permanent storefront space, while we also continue to provide assistance for their next two years of operation um, and trainings, et cetera, as they move beyond middle village. So it's kind of get it started, nurture, and let them you know, thrive, fly, <laughs> fly once they're done. <laughs> Well, an interesting side effect of that approach that we have seen with this first cohort is they leave here more community oriented. So of those three businesses that opened downtown out of the first cohort, they're very, very involved. They're used to collaborating. They're used to, um, you know, pulling in their neighbors. And so our events that our businesses are throwing are more robust and more exciting and they're it's really created a good community feel for downtown. Yeah. Everybody's working together to succeed. It's also, wonderful. yeah, it is wonderful. And it's shifting the culture mm -hmm. too of downtown as a, you know, the, the heart of the capital city, downtown Lansing was known primarily for, of course, government relationships and government activity happening here, but serving a daytime worker and COVID turned that totally on its head. We knew it was a model that couldn't be sustained for the long term, but with working with the middle villagers and of course our entire business community now these businesses coming out are working together not only on collaborative events and promotions they're extending their business hours or they're used to being open until 7 p.m on the weekdays and being open on the weekends as well so that's starting a longer term shift in the way that this entire community engages and interacts with the downtown Wow, it's incredible that we're still hearing about how um, COVID really caused a shift mm -hmm. um, in the way of thinking and the way of doing business. And it sounds like for Lansing, it's been um, a real turning lemons into lemonade. <laughs> um, yeah. So given the, the size and scope of um, the space you have now, if your demand gets much higher, are there any, is there any opportunity for growth of the, of the market or are you pretty much set where you're at? 
Um, actually, when we took the applications for the second cohort, we got a lot of food-based businesses that wanted to be a part of it. So spring of 2023, we are uh, opening the Makata Club, which is a food-based incubator. Um, we're housing it in a beautiful historic building that has had a vacant street side space uh, for over a decade. And we're able to fill that with what the public will perceive is a food hall, kind of a, we're calling it an ironically swanky food hall. So lots of character in the historic building. Um, we'll have six restaurants um, on that level who will serve lunch, breakfast, lunch, dinner, and bar hours. And then the shared incubator um, kitchens will be in the basement where we will be able to help three to five food trucks, three to five makers that we can hopefully get onto Meyer shelves. And then um, at the same time, building one of our beloved cheesecake factories that has grown through our entrepreneurial programs here in Lansing. And he's he's made it big and we're, we're gonna be uh, building his factory and he's gonna be joining us as a mentor for uh, the Makata Club. Wow, that's really, really cool. Did you also have support, um, uh, financial support external to the to downtown Lansing to support that? Yeah, as we were seeing that that focus and imagining a, another shared space concept that really focused on these food-based businesses, as the city was submitting their revitalization and placemaking grant applications, we were able to partner with them and prioritize the Makata Club as one of those key projects that had to be included in that RAP application. And so we were awarded funding that will really help with the build out of the space, the opening up of the space, supporting the businesses who will be part of that. And then we have some other funding partners also looking as corporate funders participating in the long-term funding plan. You know, to supplement the program going forward and kind of a really unique funding structure that we're going to take with this one is as an organization, we will own the bar and receive the uh, proceeds of the bar and soda sales to create an ongoing funding source for this program. So we're kind of thinking outside the box and trying all the things. And I think it's going to be a big success. And then partnering with others like Michigan State University, just a yeah. couple miles on the road. They're very interested and involved in supporting this food hall. Uh, of course, that's BDC is as well. We have other in food incubator programs in the city who are becoming partners and we can share like safe serve classes, things of that nature, so that this is built with a very solid foundation and can be, can be sustainable for the Lansing area for years to come. Wow, it sounds incredible, the progress that you've made, um, starting with the conception of the Middle Village micro market uh, into what it is now and what it's becoming. I'm, I'm so excited for you. Um, we'll have to make a detour into Lansing next time I drive through um, to check it out. Um, do you have any advice um, for other communities that might be interested in developing a, a business incubator? Honestly, the thing I would say is think outside the box. Just, you know, we, we didn't have a plan. We had a need, but we didn't necessarily, we kind of worked backwards um, in creating something to fill a need and then just finding out how we could do it and then sort of just jumping in and trying and also asking our partners. One of the biggest things that we've found out is if you just ask, you'll be surprised by the answer. 
particularly with our developers and our property owners, when they understood what what this project was about, they also understood that they were receiving a vetted business with our organization's backing and sort of insight. So they were more than willing to meet them where they are uh, with a lower rental rate or, or a little bit better terms when they look for the permanent space. So really just ask and try and you'll be shocked at what can happen. And I'll add to that to what you made earlier too, Julie, of you know, doing your homework. Before we opened Middle Village, we knew what the concept was going to be. We had a space secured. We wanted to avoid as many pitfalls as possible for the businesses that were part of that space. So we talked with others who had either been a part of a retail um, incubator space, had run one and operated it themselves to get those lessons learned, including where they maybe didn't succeed or saw potential for improvement and learned a lot before we were ever able to open. And that's one of the key things that helped set up our rent structure for the middle village merchants. It's because we want them to be as successful as possible as they move on to that next stage of their retail journey. And if you're not setting realistic expectations about the cost of doing business, then you're not setting them up for the best success. And we thought by when we were originally saying removing as many barriers entry, if we gave it to them at a super low cost instead of a graduated level, that would help them. And many people came back and said, you know, you need to get them ready for the real cost of business. So that also led to a lot of the programming and services that the Middle Village merchants receive while they're here. Um, well, Kathleen and Julie, you have given us so much to think about <laughs> um, and ponder on. Um, I really want to thank you for your time um, and sharing the story with us today. Of course. It's been You've been listening to In My Downtown, a podcast by the Michigan Downtown Association. Thank you for taking time to learn about the fabulous projects and programs you'll find in Michigan's awesome downtowns.